In the name of Jesus, who is coming soon, amen. Dear friends in Christ, we are in the midst of the season of Advent. We still have the blue on the altar. We have the wreath burning now with two candles instead of one. Advent. It's a Latin word, two words really combined into one, which literally means he's coming. Who? Jesus. Jesus is coming. Yes, he's coming soon at the season of Christmas, born of the Virgin Mary, wrapped in swaddling cloths and laid in a manger. He's coming, as we heard in our readings last week, coming into Jerusalem to go to the cross, to bleed, to die, to save all mankind from sin. He's coming. He's coming again on the last day of this earth, of this world, of this universe, to bring it to its end. The signs of that end are all around us. Do you see them? Have you been paying attention? Have you woken up? The signs of the end are all around us. Signs in the sun and moon. Distress of nations on earth. Perplexity. People fainting with fear and foreboding about what is happening in the world. Wars and rumors of wars, some of them seeming to be unending despite the promise of our politicians. Famines, earthquakes, pandemics, the signs are all there. The end is near. Will you pay attention to those signs? The end is coming soon, burning like a furnace, Malachi says. Christ's final advent draws ever closer. When he will, as we confess, come back to judge both the living and the dead, and to give eternal life to those who believe, and to send those who do not believe to hell. The end is near, about which St. Peter says, the heavens and earth that now exist are stored up for fire, being kept until the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. On that day, the heavens, Peter goes on, will be set on fire and dissolved, and the heavenly bodies will melt as they burn. The end is near.
Jesus says, on that day, the unfaithful will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous will go into eternal life. The advent of Jesus, his second coming, is coming very soon. And the signs are out there. Jesus uses this example in our text. When you look at a tree and it comes out into leaf, you know that the summer is almost here. In the same way, you ought to look around and see all the signs that the world is coming to an end and know that Christ's advent is soon, very soon. It ought to be obvious. As clear as the nose on your face. Jesus is coming back. So how does that make you feel? A little nervous? A little uncomfortable? What are you going to say if Jesus shows up this afternoon? If you're awakened by a trumpet one night and the heavenly bodies are burning and melting. Are you comfortable with the end being near? I mean, it's kind of a big deal, right? It only happens once. And scripture says it's happening soon. Every day, the end gets closer. How does that make you feel? You've seen the movies where people know that the end is near, haven't you? The asteroid is coming, the volcano is erupting, the world is 2020-ing. And people panic. They buy all the toilet paper. They break into Best Buy and take all the TVs like you'd want to spend your last hours watching cable. They riot. They burn things down. They live loosely. They drink. They do things people are doing now. And in the movies, there's always those, of course, who sit and contemplate and think about their lives, what they would have done differently, what they could have done better, what will happen when the end comes, when they die, when they meet their maker. 
How will they be judged? Let's just ask it directly. How will you be judged? God said, you shall not. And have you? Have you listened to his word? Have you obeyed? Have you done what God demands? To the extent that God commands? Perfectly? Or are you a sinner? You are a sinner, aren't you? So am I. We have sinned in thought and word and deed. We've ignored God's word in a variety of ways. You shall not steal. Well, it's only the pen from the bank. You shall not murder. Well, I only hate them when I see them. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. Who cares what I say about them behind their back? Or to my spouse at home? They'll never know. You've sinned. You've ignored God's word. You've avoided hearing that word, sleeping in on Sundays, letting your Bible collect dust in the corner. You've failed to love your neighbors as you love yourself. You failed to fear, love, and trust in God above all things. You've sinned. And Jesus is coming back to judge, to destroy with fire, to bring an end. What are you going to say to him, to God? When I was a kid, and I did turn in my homework, and report cards were coming out, I spent the whole afternoon before my parents come home thinking about what to say, how to excuse it, how to avoid what was coming. But that won't work with God. The normal excuses won't work then. God won't believe the dog ate your church attendance record. God won't believe you sinned only because of life circumstances. He knows what's in your heart. He knows the lies that we'll try to tell. We won't be able to make excuses. God will know. 
Or maybe when you knew trouble was coming, you tried to hide behind the couch in the basement. Can you hide from God who is everywhere? Our text even says, judgment will come upon all who dwell on the face of the whole earth. All. He's coming soon. The signs are around. We've sinned. Now what? If you weren't nervous before, I hope you are now. Are you ready to stand before God? It should be terrifying. We should be repenting of our sin, begging God for mercy, pleading before him. Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy. Now, always, every day, Lord have mercy on me, a sinner. Forgive me my trespasses. Make right what I've done wrong. And he does. God does have mercy on you. That's why he sent his only begotten son, Jesus, into this world. That's why he came at Christmas. That's why he rode into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. To earn mercy for you. By suffering in your place. Bleeding for your sin, dying what you deserve. God took all of the righteous judgment for your sin and placed it on the shoulders of Christ. He comes to take your place. His death counts for what you have earned. He purifies you. He cleanses you. He prepares you to stand before God without fear because of what he has done. Because of his mercy and compassion poured out on you. Because of what Jesus has done, when God looks at you, he does not see a sinner. He does not see a child of wrath and judgment. He sees Jesus. That's what it means to be a Christian. That's why we bear the name of Christ. God sees us in light of the death of Jesus and his glorious resurrection. Your sin was taken away from you. It happened in the waters of holy baptism. Your sin was washed away in the blood of Jesus Christ. 
You were clothed with the robe of Christ's righteousness that covers all your sin and shame and makes you holy. God, in the waters of baptism, adopted you into the church, into Jesus, into his family. He made you a Christian. He's called you out of the world. He's gathered you into a congregation. He enlightens you by giving you his holy word. He feeds you with his own body and blood, resurrected body and blood, living forever body and blood. The whole Jesus you get to eat and you get to live forever. The medicine of immortality distributed, bestowed right here in the divine service. And the wrath that should have come upon you, the judge took it away. When the end comes, and it is, soon and very soon, you do not need to be afraid. You don't need to cower in fear before God. You don't need to come up with excuses or hide. You don't need to tremble and quake. You can, as Christ himself says in our gospel lesson, lift up your head and watch with eagerness and joy for that great last day of the world. You need not be afraid. You can rejoice that God's advent is good news for you, not bad news. You can rejoice that you've been purchased and won by the holy, precious blood, innocent suffering and death of your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that because of his mercy, you will live world without end. Advent. He's coming. The day of his coming is near when you'll be taken from this soon-to-end world to live in the perfect world with God in his kingdom forever. A new heaven and a new earth prepared for God's people to live in, where everything will be provided, where there'll be no sorrow or suffering, no tears of sorrow and pain, no death, no signs that that world will ever end. 
He's coming. He's coming soon. Stay awake. Be ready. Watch. Live as a Christian with your head up and the eager joy of knowing that Christ is returning. Come, Lord Jesus, come quickly. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.